And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and less to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. The tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amare, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, Movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the illustrious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Brian Donlevy stars as secret agent Steve Mitchell in the very first episode of Dangerous Assignment from 1949. But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The Music Edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs. I'll provide and provide a statement about those songs. And my job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right. That is a big job for you, too. I mean, I know it's 50-50, but you do have a little bit of trouble. We got a $20 bet. We do. (laughs) So Lisa and I have a $20 bet, Mike. We do. I say I'm going to get them all right. And then I win 20 bucks. And if she, if I get them all wrong, she wins 20 bucks. Both of those probably won't happen, but we're going to give it a shot. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? I, I think you have a, Lisa has a higher chance of winning I, this bet. I would agree with that also. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is all about duets. So here is the first duet. Okay. Now I the time of my life. No, I I saw like Biden. You know, like every other word. I saw like Biden trying to uh, sing uh, Happy Birthday. No politics here. This is I've had the time of my life. Are you done? Yeah. Uh, Recorded by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warnes for the theme song for what film? Flashdance. No, Dirty Dancing. Oh, so close. (laughs) I get those movies mixed up. That's all real. Okay. Okay. Um, So here's your statement. All right. In 2010, the Black Eyed Peas released a version called The Time, Dirty Bit. All right, I'm going to (laughs) say false. All right, let's listen and see. Yep, this is the Black Eyed Peas. (laughs) How do you know that I'm going to... How do you do this? How do you get me... All the time. This is Black Eyed Peas? It is. Bit of a different feel to it. Dirty bit. What? What'd you say? Dirty bit? The time, dirty bit. That's Dirty what bit. It's called. All right, dirty so I, I'm wrong. You're wrong. Hang on. Okay. All right, let's go to the next song. What did I say? True or false? You said it was uh, false. False, but it's true. It was real. Here's the next song. I wouldn't if I try. 
Honey, if I get restless. Okay? Yeah. So this is Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and Kiki D. Right. Here's your statement. Listen carefully. Okay. Okay. Elton sings this song for the dating site OKCupid. Real or ridiculous? False. False? Okay, let's let's listen to it. Ooh. Don't go breaking my heart. Whoa, whoa. Stop right there. What? He a snicker. You always it's lose your ah. edge. Elton John for Snickers. Oh, you I got, got it right. I got it. I said, give me the track. You're not you when you're hungry. Snickers. All right. I got it. One right. and one here. So you know what that but means. Neither of us can win the bet. Neither of us. Or neither. Neither of us <laughs> can win. You say tomato. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the next song. You better shape up. Uh, uh, uh. I need a man. I need a man. Better shape up. You better understand. To my heart, I must be true. You're the one that I want. We were just talking about John Travolta tonight. So, this is You're the One That I Want by John Travolta and Olivia Newton John for the film Grease. All right. You ready for your statement? All right. I'm going to get this right. Okay. A slow version of this song was used in a commercial for 1-800-Flowers. True. Okay, let's listen. At Chanel.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry. That was incorrect. The answer is Chanel used this, a slow version of this song in their commercial. Uh, Darn. I hate getting them wrong. <laughs> I know you do. So, you've at got... Least, at <laughs> least, hopefully our listeners realize that none of this is... Point, I mean, like, I never see the... Oh, I never, I would see the never help Lisa, you. Lisa guards <laughs> these things like you could. I mean, you'd need a uh, stick of dynamite to blow open <laughs> the suitcase that she brings with these. It's a right suitcase. next to it's right next to her uh, Roma wines. It's got a padlock on it. Her Roma wines gallons. Mike, I've made a little change in the text for the next one. So let's hear the next song. Sunny Cher. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Sonny and Cher, written by Sonny Bono. That's one person I think I sing better than, Sonny Bono. I know, but there's something about his voice that I like anyway. Babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. You ready for your statement? Sure. In the 1993 film Groundhog Day, yeah. Bill Murray wakes to this song every morning at 5 a.m. Um, I, I think it's true. I'm trying to remember what the song is. I think it is this song. Okay. I'll say true. All right, let's listen. It is, right? Well, <laughs> I got you on this one. Why? Um, it, it's, it's a, that, that is the correct song, um, but he, he wakes up every morning at 6 o'clock. Oh, no, that doesn't. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. I get that right. 
No, I get that right. I'm right. That's not that's not fair. You're not supposed to do that. That's not that's not fair. Because it's about the song. It is, but I said that he wakes this song every morning at five o'clock a.m. Yeah, so. But it, he wakes up to this song every morning at six o'clock a.m. I don't. What do you think, Mike? I don't think it's right. <laughs> You're evil. You know that. She's no, evil. I, as in, as in, I don't think Lisa is correct in that. You got it wrong. What is I'm that agreeing with I, you. Oh. I'm agreeing so with you, you, Carl. So you think he got it right? So I think I don't think that. It the question be, should have shaped, been yeah. shaped. All right, way. I'll give it to you, Carl. All this right. is the correct song, and he does wake up to that song so in the morning. I, I got two right. You, you got, got two right. That's true. All I'll right. give it to you. Holy even God. though was, she's so evil, but... <laughs> right? <laughs> evil woman. Not, 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 evil woman. <laughs> <laughs> all right, when we come back, episode one of Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. So we just uh, had a commercial for the Classic Radio Club. If you'd like to become a Classic Radio Club member, or if you'd like to consider getting a podcast of Hollywood 360 all five hours, we have something new and exciting for you. We have a phone number. That you can call, and if you call this evening, uh, either Carl or I will return your call ourselves and sign you up and give you all the information you need. I'm going to give you the phone number right now, and we'd be happy to call you back if you leave a message and uh, talk to you. The number is 815-900-7535. Not No. 815. <laughs> you got me confused. 815-900-7535. Give us a call and we'll fill you in and sign you up that way if it's easier for you. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Time now for Dangerous Assignment. This was a spy series. Brian Donlevy starred as U.S. Secret Agent Steve Mitchell. He was sent to exotic foreign locations to troubleshoot for the USA. And it came to radio in 1949, exactly July 9th of 1949. We have that very first show for you in a minute. And Herb Butterfield played the commissioner who briefed Mitchell on his dangerous assignment, gave him a ticket and said, adios, amigos. And it uh, transitioned to syndicated TV in the early 1950s. This broadcast is uh, from July 9th, 1949, and he uh, takes off for Sicily in search of stolen relief supplies. Here's part one of Dangerous Assignment. Baghdad, Marjorie, Singapore. At all the places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another dangerous assignment. National Broadcasting Company presents the first in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. 
You're going to run this pretty little boat right onto the rocks if you don't put your hands on the wheel. Uh-uh. Automatic pilot. W5, WRS, calling W2B. I should have known you'd have one of those on your boat. <laughs> so help me. First time in my life I've ever used it, Evelyn. Eloise. Hello, sure, sure. Mm. W5, WRS, calling W2BYR. Steve. Mm. Why don't you turn that radio off? Hmm? I never should have turned it on. What's all that W stuff? Who's that silly woman trying to get, anyway? Oh, W5, me. WRS, what? calling W2BYR. That's the ship-to-shore operator. <laughs> Brother, you know them all. What does she want with you? I'm afraid I know. <laughs> well, I guess I better answer before they send the Coast Guard. <clears throat> W5WRS from W2BYR. Go ahead. Stand by, W2BYR. I have a call for you. Go ahead. This is Ruth, Steve. The commissioner wants to see you right away. Over. Now look, Ruth. I said only call me in an emergency. Over. The commissioner says this is an emergency. Over. But I'm in the middle of a big deal, Ruth. I'm tied up. Over. Just a minute, Steve. He says untie her and get into the office. But tell him... Oh, okay. I'll come back. Out. Eloise, I'm afraid... And for this, I broke another day. Now, look, Eloise, I'm sorry. So what do I do? I go out and buy a new sunsuit. And it's a very nice sunsuit. I even fry some chicken for the first time in my life. I fry some chicken. But this probably won't take long. What am I supposed to do in the meantime? And what am I going to do with all that fried chicken? Uh, well, keep it on ice for me, huh? Hello, Commissioner. Steve, I trust you concluded your big deal satisfactorily. Uh, well, I... Uh Uh-huh. Steve, ever hear of the Throp Foundation? Throp Foundation? Sure. That's the private charity that's been sending a lot of relief shipments to Europe. Right. They've done quite a job over there. Tons of food and medical supplies. Yeah, that's the outfit. What about them? Their last three shipments to Sicily have been stolen. Oh, Uh, You mean off the boat? No, from the Foundation's warehouse in Messina, Sicily. I see. We've been instructed to get to the bottom of it. As usual, you'll pose as a foreign correspondent. Ruth has your credentials in order. Okay. On the surface, your assignment will be to write a story about the stolen shipments. Actually, I want you to find out who's been stealing those shipments. And to be frank, Steve, I'm sending you into a pretty nasty situation over there. What do you mean? The Throp Foundation has had two men working on this case... One of them has been missing for two weeks. Mm. What about the other one? Oh, they found him all right. His throat had been cut. Well, that's reassuring. We're sending you because we think you can take care of yourself and handle the danger. When do you want me to leave? Good. As soon as possible. Now, if you need help or information once you get to Sicily, contact Emilio Donati in Messina. Who's Emilio Donati? He runs a bar in Messina. We think he's our friend of ours. Okay. There's just uh, one more thing I should warn you about, Steve. You know, you're making this assignment sound real attractive, Commissioner. (laughs) What is it? I guess you've heard of the Sicilian bandit they call Lorenzo. Yeah, who hasn't? He's got the whole countryside terrorized. Steve, I don't know whether he has anything to do with all this or not, but if he has, well, watch yourself. Yep. Looks like I got a real honey this time. You did. 
But it's vital to us that those relief shipments get through. Trouble usually starts from empty stomachs. Yeah. That's all. You've got your assignment, Steve. Your plane leaves in two hours. Good luck. Eduardo, this is Dino speaking. The American just landed. See, report it to the chief at once. Senor, taxi, huh? You want a taxi, senor? Yeah. Hey, uh, look, driver, you know your way around Messina pretty well, huh? you. <laughs> I live here most of my life, senor. At the age of three, I was brought here from Palermo. So I know every house, every street, every building, every bar. Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know your city. Now, take me to the Throp Foundation Warehouse. Again? Throp Foundation Warehouse. You know where it is? Throp? No, no. Throp. It's a... Ah, well, never mind. Just take me to the Rienzi Hotel. I'm sure you must have heard of that. Why, <laughs> sure. I'm going to put your baggage in the car, senor. Hello. <clears throat> Sorry I'm late. Hmm? <laughs> You're not late. You're just in time. I heard you inquiring for the Throp Foundation, so you must be Ralph Gillette. I'm Helen Collier. I was supposed to meet you here at the airport, and I... Uh, look, I'm afraid there's been a mistake. My name's not Gillette. It's Mitchell. Steve Mitchell. Oh, oh, I I thought you were the one I was supposed to meet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Believe me, I'm sorry, too. Couldn't we just pretend I was? I'm afraid Mr. Archer wouldn't understand. <laughs> Already I don't like Mr. Archer. Don't even know him. Who is he? My boss. He's in charge of the foundation's office here in Messina. Oh, wait a minute. Do you work for the Throp Foundation? Mm-hmm. Mr. Archer's been expecting a new man to fly down from Rome, uh, Mr. Gillette. I thought you were he. Oh, I wonder if you'd tell me where the foundation office is. I'm a foreign correspondent, and I'd like an interview with your boss. Oh, well, I could go with you and show you where it is, because it doesn't look like Mr. Gillette is on the plane anyway. Fine. I have a cab over here. You say you're a foreign correspondent. I suppose you want to do a story on the stolen relief shipments. Yep. Well, good luck. Mr. Archer doesn't want any publicity about it. Thinks it would have an adverse effect on donations from the States. Oh, well, here we are. Uh, pardon us, gentlemen. Uh, si, signor. Eduardo, out of the man's way. Of course, your pardon, signor. Well, I'll see if I can get some kind of a statement from him. Are there just the two of you in the Messina office? Yes, right now. There were three of us. Paul Wainwright was the third, but he... Well, he... Got fired a few days ago. At the Hotel Rienzi, no? No. Trop Foundation. Tropa? Tropa? Oh, Via Delgada. Oh, si, senorina. <laughs> hey, you must have the magic touch. Uh, this Paul Wainwright, he was fired by Mr. Archer? Uh, yes, three days ago. Senor, you ready, huh? Si. <laughs> The signorina told the driver? Si, Eduardo. Via Delgada. That is the address of the Throp Foundation. I will report it. You follow the American. (laughs) 
Mr. Mitchell, you must understand my position. It's not that I don't want to cooperate with you and your press association, but at the same... The uh, stolen shipments are news, Mr. Archer, and news is my job. Well, I know all that, but just stop and think what's going to happen if the news spreads around back in the States. Our donations would probably stop coming in. We think it's vital that these shipments continue. I see. Well, in that case, could you give me an off-the-record statement about it? Hmm, I might, if I were sure it would be treated as such. I'll make a deal with you. We won't break the story unless or until the thieves are rounded up. Hmm. Well, all right. I guess that's fair enough. There have been three shipments stolen, right? Yes, from our warehouse. It's right downstairs. Yes, I noticed it as I came up. Did you have anyone guarding the shipments? Of course. We kept doubling the guard, but each time they were overpowered. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the thieves have a pretty large outfit. Yes, apparently they do. I suppose you've heard of the bandit they call Lorenzo. Oh, certainly. Everybody in Sicily's heard of him. He's got the whole country terrorized. He's supposed to have a hideout up in the mountains. I know what you're thinking, Mr. Mitchell. That Lorenzo's men could have stolen the shipments. I thought of that right away myself. Well, it's possible, isn't it? Yes, it's possible. Personally, I don't think Lorenzo had anything to do with it. With Lorenzo's reputation what it is, it would be relatively easy for someone else to make it look as if Lorenzo had done it. That's an interesting thought. Incidentally, you fired one of your men a few days ago, didn't you? Paul Wainwright? That is something that I'd rather not discuss. Oh? Of course, I don't want to persecute the man just because some of his actions appeared vaguely suspicious to me. I, uh, I have no proof of anything at all. I see. Well, thanks for the information. I'll see you later. All right, that's the very first episode of Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy. And you know, Lisa, in nineteen uh, in the nineteen fifties, you know, the series was on the air on radio, and then when television, you know, became really a very popular medium, he tried to get this show onto a network, and nobody was really interested in doing it. So, guess what? He put up his own money. And he self-produced and self-funded 39 episodes of Dangerous Assignment. And it made him a ton of money because it was in syndication. And, um, yeah, it was actually a very good television series, black and white series. We'll get back to the very first episode of Dangerous Assignment starring Brian Donlevy, July 9th, 1949, in just a moment. So stick around. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360, across 200-plus radio stations coast-to-coast. Plus, we're heard all over the world on American Forces Radio. Uh, Actually, 168 countries can hear us uh, on American Forces Radio. Their number one channel, The Voice. You'll hear Hollywood 360. And we're listening to the very first episode of Dangerous Assignment, July 9th, 1949. And this stars uh, Brian Donlevy, also in the cast, William Conrad. You'll recognize his deep voice. Here's the conclusion to Dangerous Assignment. Do you wish a table, senor? Oh, yeah, please. Right here. Mm, Thanks. I am Carlotta. What will you have? Beer. But it is after dark. It's time to drink wine. (laughs) Emily Post may not like it, but I still want beer. Anything you wish. Hmm? I will bring it. (laughs) Look, uh, is the boss in, Carlotta? Emilio Tomati. See, he's here. Why? I like the scenery. I might set up a charge account. <laughs> Where is he? Uh, the fat one. Over at the bar. I will tell him to come over. No, no, no. Never mind. I'll go over there. Uh, see, see. I'm coming. Emilio Donati? Huh? So I'm called, senor. I uh, told a friend of mine in the States I'd say hello to you. So? I know many people in the States, senor. I'm pretty sure you'll know my friend, the commissioner. Commissioner? Yeah. I think you're expecting me. I'm Steve Mitchell. A name can be used by anyone, senor. Here. You recognize the handwriting? Ah, see. You are Steve Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Well, how can I help? I'm working on the theft of the relief shipments. Yeah, I thought that would be it. That's a very bad thing, Steve. There are so many people hungry here in Sicily. Yeah. Uh, Look, a fellow named Paul Wainwright was fired from the Throp Foundation a few days ago, and Archer acts like he thinks Wainwright's involved in the theft. Paul Wainwright. I know who he is. I'd like to talk to him. Can you arrange it? See, In an hour or two, I will send the word for him to come to the back room of my bar off the alley. We can talk to him there. Order after 11. Wainwright ought to be showing up pretty soon, hadn't he? See, si. He should have been here by now, Steve. Mm. There's another lead I want to run down, too, Emilio. Mm? Do you have any idea where the bandit Lorenzo's headquarters are? Oh, si. In the mountains to the west over here. Think you could furnish me a guide? Uh, a guide? Yeah. Just to get me into the general area. After that, I'll go it alone and do a little reconnoitering undercover. Steve, you must not try a thing like that. Look. It's the quickest way of proving whether Lorenzo's involved in these thefts or not. If he is, he's probably got a lot of the supplies hidden away in those mountains. My, his men would capture you. He has lookouts all over the mountains. Why, just last month, an entire division went up there and... Sure, sure, that's the point. There were so many Lorenzo's men spotted them easy. But one man alone in the brush could be hard to find. Must be. Lorenzo has a small army of cutthroats up there. They are fanatically loyal to him. Can you get me a guide? My, look, the danger. You must realize the danger. Yeah, yeah. Lorenzo isn't stupid enough to kill an American correspondent. 
Ah, uh -huh. that must be Paul Wainwright. Oh, come in, uh, Senor Wainwright. No thanks. Look, Donati, and you too, whatever your name is. There's a waste of time. We've got nothing to talk about. Wainwright. Knife uh, in the back. Emilio, get out of the light. Get down. Someone's running down the alley. Don't follow him, Steve. Huh? It may be a trap. There may be others waiting in the dark. Yeah, I guess you're right. Wainwright. See, he's a dead, Steve. Now perhaps you'll realize that there's a real danger here for you. They know you are not a correspondent. Do you still wish a guide? I'll be waiting in room 23, Rienzi Hotel. All right. I will send a man over. Senor Mitchell? Yeah. Who are you? Casella. Casella? That's supposed to mean something to me? Emilio Donati said to be to you. Oh, oh, you're the guide. Si, senor. I am to conduct you to the mountain where Lorenzo and his band are hiding. Oh, Emilio didn't lose any time, did he? It was thought best to travel at night, so that we may be in the mountains before the sun comes up. Yeah, I guess that would be best. We will drive to the foot of the mountains by car. Then we'll use horses on the trails. It is all arranged. Good. When do you want to start? As soon as possible. Okay, let's go. Pretty narrow trail up here, Casella. Uh, si, senor. About time for sunrise, isn't it? But a few more minutes and it will be light. Hmm. You say, you think Lorenzo's hiding out somewhere on that mountain up there ahead of us? See, si, uh, that is what I have heard. Okay, let's stop here a minute. I'll go it alone from here, Casella. There's no point in your going any farther. Thanks very much. See, si, senor. You're right. There is no point in going any farther. Put your hands in front of you. What? Do as I say, senor. I am going to tie your hands. Look, what is this anyway? Hey, wait a minute. You're one of Lorenzo's men. So true, senor. It will do you no good to resist. Do not try to escape. There's a man blocking your trail. See? He has a gun. Okay, I'll try it through you. Stop. Come on. Stop. I'm coming through. Eduardo, quick. Come and help me. Eduardo, help. Okay, Casella. That's for the double cross, Bob. Senor, I have a gun. I said, Stop. Uh, okay. Looks like you win. Good. Now I tell you. Hold your hands up. Okay. Here's one of them. All oh, right, oh, senor. I will use the gun this oh. way. So, senor Mitchell. Casella, are you all right? See, si, I think so. Except my nose. It is bleeding. Fool. You deserve it. Come, we'll take the American to Lorenzo. He's coming to Eduardo. Go tell Lorenzo. See? Oh. Oh. Casella. See, Casella. This is for the bloody nose you gave me, senor. Well, thanks. Looks like I got taken for the well-known ride. I thought Emilio Donato was a friend. <laughs> Sometimes it is difficult to know who your friends are. You're so right. Oh, here, here is Lorenzo now. Well, Senor Mitchell, you're feeling better now, huh? Not much. <laughs> Welcome to my camp. 
Thanks. So you're Lorenzo. See, si, I have that honor. Honor? Of course. Hmm. Where are we? Walk with me and I will show you. As you see, you're on top of a mountain. This is my headquarters. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can see a hundred miles from here. See, si, this is why I choose this place. But where are the guards? Guards? <laughs> you are not my prisoner, you are my guest. But see, below us, my men are camped there. Is it not a reassuring sight? Hey, that looks like a small army. 120 patriots. <laughs> patriots, you call them? Of course, they serve Lorenzo. <laughs> Got a pretty good opinion of yourself, huh? <laughs> I am one of the most brilliant men I have ever met. Really? <laughs> you know, you don't talk like you've spent your whole life in these mountains. Oh, I have, as you say, been around. I attended a university in Italy for two years. But you came back to this. How come? A sense of duty, senor. I rub the rich and give to the poor. Yeah? That sounds pretty, Lorenzo. But are you sure it's not just because you're a thief at heart? (laughs) You are shrewd, senor. Well, why not? From my experience in the world, I have learned that one must look out for oneself. Oh? Consider the recent war. Nobody won it. Consider the peace. Again, nobody wins it. Everyone quarrels and fights. Now, is it not much more clever to take what one wants, to be concerned only with oneself? You know, your kind of thinking isn't helping things any. Perhaps not, but it is profitable to me. Uh, Senor, this conversation is pleasant, but I still do not understand why you were so anxious to spy on my camp. No? You ever hear of the Throp Foundation? No. What is it, Senor? A relief outfit that's been shipping food and medical supplies here to Sicily. Oh? Does this concern me? That's what I'm wondering. At least three shipments have been stolen from a warehouse in Messina. (laughs) And of course you think that I stole them. It's a pretty good bet. Well, I am sorry to disappoint you, senor, but as you see, there are no supplies here. Look around you. I have nothing to hide. No? Uh, It is my fate, senor. Whenever a crime is committed in Sicily, I am immediately accused. I suppose I should feel flattered. It has often occurred to me that the police must find me very convenient. How so? It would be most embarrassing for them if I were captured then they would have no one to blame for all their unsolved crimes. Well, I'm sorry you made this trip for nothing, senor. Well, if you've got nothing to hide, how come you went to so much trouble to capture me? I was told you wanted to see Lorenzo, so I thought I would make it easy. You were very rough with my men, senor. But uh, no matter. We will be friends. And you will go back to America and tell everyone what a gracious host is Lorenzo. Oh, you want a press agent, huh? (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. Huh? That girl coming up the trail. She looks awfully familiar. Oh, her name is Carlotta. Yeah, yeah, now I recognize her. She works at Emilio Donati's bar. (laughs) Everything's starting to add up. I am afraid Carlotta is not very happy with me at present. No? She has been very useful to me in the past, but she is so uh, possessive. She is very upset to learn that there had been another woman here. There, you see how she sulks? I believe she thinks that she is punishing me. Ah, Carlotta, my dear. Speak to me, Lorenzo. Do not speak to me. You climbed up here to tell me that. I am true with you. You have not been true to me. Oh, you are not very flattering, my dear. Of course I have not been true to you. That would be to deprive others. So good for nothing, you. (laughs) I think I'd better leave you here to take out your temper on the American. I have other affairs to look after. The beast. I lie for him. I steal for him. Uh, maybe you ought to pick your friends a little more carefully. So, you're the one that put the bee on me at Donati's, huh? You had Lorenzo send that phony guide to my room. Treat me this way after all I do for him. Oh, the beast. 
I do not think you would treat me that way. Huh? I think if you were my friend, you would treat me nice. Now, look. Would you like to be Carlotta's friend? It's okay with me if you're trying to make Lorenzo jealous, but use somebody else. Kiss me. They cut it out. Come oh, on, no. kiss me. Hey. You like it, huh? Well, under other circumstances, maybe. Right now, no. You should not have done that, Carlotta. Lorenzo, Perhaps look. that will show you you cannot treat me as you have. If you do not want me, there are others who do. Uh, you are such a child, Carlotta. I am afraid this presents a problem. Look, there's no problem. I've got no interest in Carlotta, believe me. Oh, I'm aware of that. But some of my men there below may have seen her kiss you, senor, and that is the problem. I must not allow anything to shake their confidence in me. The appearance is everything. No, it is not Carlotta I am thinking about. She is nothing. Dog, that you should talk about me like that. What if I were to tell the American about... Shut up, Carlotta. Wait a minute. What did you say, Carlotta? Then you would wish you had not treated me that way. I told you to keep your mouth shut. I will tell. Carlotta! On the other side of the mountain is a cave. Lorenzo has hidden the relief shipments there. Well, Lorenzo, so you've got nothing to hide. Now, indeed, I have no choice, senor. Carlotta, give me your scarf. You are going to fight with the knives over me. Fool, to think it is you I am considering. Hey, look, how let's consider me for a minute. I did not intend to kill you, senor, but as you see, now I must. Here, take this knife. Now, wait a minute. Put the end of this scarf between your teeth. Huh? There, as I do the other end. Oh, so... Now we circle slowly. Hey, look, let's cut out this foolishness, will you? Do not hold the knife that way. Huh? Use the underhand grip. Do you know nothing at all about knife fighting? As much as I want to know. Now, for the last time... I am sorry. Defend yourself. Okay, you ask for it. You twist the knife from my hand. Yeah. You may know knife fighting, but you're pretty sad on judo. <coughs> oh, Lorenzo! You've killed Lorenzo! Just a rabbit punch, lady. Won't even leave a scar. So long. Dog of a dog. Oh, caro. Carissimo. Oh. He has killed you. Oh. oh, Lorenzo. Lorenzo. Will you stop that silly babbling? Lorenzo. You are all right. See? Except the back of my neck. I will tell your men to go after him. No, this is a personal matter. They might find it hard to understand how the American escaped from me. I will go after him alone. I will go with you. You will wait here, Carlotta. I will attend to you when I return. Lorenzo. I may be gone until dark, because if I do not find the American, then there is someone in Messina I must talk to. Now get me my horse. Oh, boy, my wind is shot. Maybe it's the altitude. Hey, a horse. Ahead of me somewhere. I better play it safe. Donati! What? Over here, Emilio. Steve, Steve Mitchell, you are safe. Yeah. I sent a guide to your room the first thing this morning. He said you were gone. Yeah, one of Lorenzo's men got there first. Your waiter, Carlotta, tipped them off about me. Carlotta? Yeah. Think that horse of yours can carry both of us? Ma, Lorenzo's men, they will be after you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good reason for not hanging around here any longer. All right, come. I, I'm going to help you up. Wait, listen. That horse is coming. Come on, get your horse into the brush here. Yeah. Cover up his nose so he won't whinny. Lorenzo, he's alone. Yeah, heading towards Messina, too. Look, I have a gun. We can capture him. No, no, not yet, Mio. 
Come on. We'll give him the lead, then follow him into Messina. It's possible he's got more on his mind than just finding me. If so, I want to know what it is. Lorenzo. Senor Arch. Why, you, you fool, coming here to the foundation office. My secretary will be back any minute. The American escaped. Well, how could he? We will not go into that. Oh, you stupid fool. You've ruined everything. Mitchell must know, must know all about the stolen shipments now. See, he knows I stole them, but he does not know that you are involved, Archer. He might as well. We're through now, Lorenzo. Through. And all because of your stupidity. Do not talk that way to me, Archer. I planned it so well. Even when Paul Wainwright became suspicious, I fired him. Then I had his mouth shut permanently. And now you've ruined it, you blundering half-breed. You keep your mouth shut. This will help you. Lorenzo, I'll kill you. This gun is quicker than your knife. Well, Lorenzo and Archer, the gold dust twins. Mitchell. Very neat. So you two did work it together, huh? You're, you're wrong, Mitchell. I, I've just captured a notorious bandit. What? Why, you lying dog. It was you who arranged me. Get, hey. get back, get back, Mitchell. Give me that. That gun's safer with me, Archer. You, you've got nothing on me. You mean because Lorenzo can't talk? If you want to put it that way? There's one witness you overlooked, Archer. Carlotta. Yeah. When she finds out you killed Lorenzo, she'll sing plenty, and it's a song you're not going to like. Well, did you send your report to the commissioner, Steve? Yeah, I called him. He said the Throp Foundation had sent a new man over to head up the office here. Well... And now you can relax for a few days. We, we're going to eat and drink and have a good time. You will have such a food as you never tasted. Scalopini, escarole, a peach. Uh, yeah, peach yeah, yeah. that melts in yeah, your that, mouth. That sounds fine, Emilio, but I, I think I'll be heading back to the States. But what's the hurry? Well, someone back there is keeping some fried chicken on ice for me. Well, it, 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 fried chicken? Yeah. It's got to be eaten on a boat, too. Steve, I don't understand. What is so special about the eating of fried chicken on a boat? Well, you see, she's uh, not the chicken. That is, I... Oh, well, just take my word for it, huh? So long, Emilio. just heard the first in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy and written by Bob Wright. This program was directed by Bill Karn with music by Bruce Ashley. Be with us again next week at this same time when Brian Donlevy, as Steve Mitchell, embarks on another Dangerous Assignment. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. The announcer there, he was rushing, you know, he's... Well, he wasn't Russian. He was rushing, Lisa. I, I he heard the difference. Made a, he made a boo-boo at the end Is there. Is that right? Yeah, he uh, goofed up on a word. Well, you wouldn't do that. No, My never. goodness. NBC broadcast there. The very first show in the Dangerous Assignment series, July 9th, 1949. He uh, jets off to Sicily. Doesn't sound so bad. No. You know? Um, that's, like, that's a good assignment. I Go think so. Go off to Sicily. Yes. But he's in search of stolen relief supplies. 
Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. That's right, and we're in the 1960s mode with this song. Raindrops keep falling on my head. And that's like the guy who's feet up too big for his bed. Nothing seems to fit. Cause raindrops keep falling on my head. They keep falling. So I just did me some talking to the sun. And I said I didn't like the way he got things done sleeping on the job cause so this is raindrops falling my favorite on my song head. as a kid right this was written by um, Bert Bacharach Bert Bacharach mm-hmm. yeah and it was written for what film um the I, 1969 film I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid that's exactly right that's right wow and the single that we're listening to right now is B.J. Thomas, and it reached number one on the charts. So Burt Bacharach wrote, wrote it. it, and B.J. Thomas sing, sing, is singing right now? That's correct. Huh. What a song, right? It's iconic. You think of the 60s, this is what I think of. We're gonna stop the rain by complaining Because I'm free Nothing's worrying by worrying me. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. I know, but I, I this was my favorite song as it's a, a great kid. One. I love this song. Raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> All right, thanks, Lisa. Sure. That brought back some memories. Yeah, there. I know. All right, I knew like every third. Every word. other, I was going to say every other. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, my brain is only remembering one third of things from my right. childhood. Well, it's so filled up from classic, classic radio. There's radio. no space left. No, I know. <laughs> There wasn't a lot Busting of, out there, at the seams. There wasn't a lot of space in there anyway. No, I know. Um, you know, speaking of space. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> when I was a kid, I studied it. When I was in college, I studied uh-huh. to be an astronaut. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, I took up space. Is that a new joke? Because I hadn't heard no, that No, it's before. not a new joke. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, Richard Gordon is our host for the Weird Circle. Good scary story from 1943. Plus, we're going to play Learning the Lyrics, right, Lisa? That's right. We are on the letter F. Can you think of any F um, Um, titles? (laughs) From Here to Eternity. Is that a song? No, it's a movie. Okay. I don't know. F. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, you may not do too well then. All right. Well... (laughs) We'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.